Hey, welcome to Playing for Keeps, the show where we take a deep dive into dating, love, relationships, sex, and attachment theory. Your host, DJ, will be hosting Dating Chronicles, where she has guests come on the show and give a funny, crazy, or romantic dating story. Tune in if you need a laugh, hear something romantic, or maybe hear someone else's experience to help you grow in your relationship journey. Hey everybody, it's your girl DJ with Plan for Keeps podcast. And today I have a special guest for Dating Chronicles. Tell me what are we calling you today? I know some people don't like their government names out there. Um, no, well, Shannon is fine. That, no, I have plenty of nicknames, but Shannon is fine. Okay. Well, today we have Shannon to come on to give us a crazy, funny, or romantic dating story for Dating Chronicles. But first, yeah, so how, yeah how are you today? Let's start off there. Good. I mean, it is like cold AF for Atlanta today, it you know? It really is. And I've been out on the belt line walking um, and because I, I knew that if it was this cold, then maybe fewer people because I had heard that people were acting like a bunch of drunk monkeys out there walking around without their masks. So I thought maybe this would be a good day to walk. And um, I actually got out and tried a little art project that I'd been wanting to try about walking on eggshells, which was inter- interesting. <laughs> yeah. How was that? If you don't mind me asking. It was- it was exciting to try. I was nervous that somebody was going to run up and steal my camera because I was right there on the belt line. Got you. Um, and, and because it was so cold, um, like taking off my shoes and socks, was Oof. it was very visceral feeling walking around on the eggshells. But um, yeah, I just think it's such an interesting symbol. And these are interesting times where it feels like everyone is walking on eggshells. So got you. Okay. So it was more, was it more of a symbolic thing for you in your life, would you say? Oh, I definitely feel like there are times where that notion of walking on eggshells is very powerful as a metaphor for me. Got you. Okay. That's awesome. It, I don't know why the, um, another scenario popped up in my head. I want to ask you, have you tried? A lot of people have tried um, ice baths, like Ooh. for certain things. Have you ever tried that? Like it's supposed to help with stress and. As Jeju, you can get in the hot pool and you can get in the cold pool. Yeah. I just read this interesting book called wintering that's about like the notion of like the winter of the soul and this woman uh she goes into this like full cultural analysis of how people deal with winter and she talks about this one person who is dealing with some mental health issues and she treats it by dipping herself in hot and cold water quickly wow yeah Wow, it's the interesting. I'm so scared to try it though. I know people say your but your body adjusts actually mm-hmm. once you really once you get through the I guess the initial shock, your body adjusts and if you can get through it, it's actually a great experience. But I'm so scared. Like I get sick so easy too. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know if that's for me, man. I don't know. But I know a lot of things like that that it it does help people. So that that's interesting. That popped up in my head. Okay. Um what I know when we were talking before we started recording, you sounds like you have a, a lot of stories. What crazy, funny, I'm, I'm a storyteller and a story, <laughs> like that's my profession in life. I feel like I'm just one of those people where it's like there's this saying either you can have a good experience or you can have a good story. Mm-hmm. So I just end up with a lot of good stories. <laughs> yeah, I've been online dating in Atlanta for 13 years now. Like I moved in 2008. 
Okay. And I use online dating as my way to start to get to know the community. And that was right when online dating tipped to being kind of more ubiquitous where everybody was doing it. Yeah. Um, and I've had some, you know, more substantial relationships, but I, I've also just been on a ton of first and second dates. And I, I just I kind of developed this theory over time that dudes have to put up with a lot more crazy stuff in the online world like all of the spammy porn bot ladies and we have to put up with a lot more bad behavior in the real world like yeah and so i have this whole monologue about (laughs) all the crazy ways that guys have shown up showed up late showed up drunk showed up late and showed up married showed up gay showed up with friends showed up with this boring dog didn't show up at all like it just goes on and on and on. <laughs> oh my God. What, yeah. which out of all of those stories, which one or even two you would like to share with us today? Well, when I was thinking about talking with you, I keep thinking about this one story that's probably the one that takes the cake to me. Okay. Um, it was 2015 and I was just starting to seriously get back into online dating after I'd had like in 2014, I had the most significant relationship of my life. And, you know, I had to like try to heal my heart. And so I was starting to get back out there. And this was right when hinge entered into the Atlanta market. And so everybody was like, you need to try hinge. There's all of these very good looking professional single men on there. And I was like, sign me up. So, um, I matched with this guy and we started chatting and fairly quickly he asked me out. And uh, one of the things my friends are always critiquing me on is they say that I'm just like too quick to like shoot a guy down. And so I thought, let me just like go out with him as quickly as possible. Like not too much chatting before I can like find a fault with him. Um, but I had, I knew a couple things from his profile. Like I knew he was divorced and then he, he had, um, like one or two kids. So <laughs> um, he asked me to meet him at the uh, Crog Street Market, which was at the time right down the street from my house. And we hadn't hit the door before uh, he said something about, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I was late. Um, something about his ex. And I asked him a question. He was like, oh, no, not that one, the other one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And I knew his divorce was only a year and a half ago. And so I was like, okay, two. And one divorce was a year and a half ago. (laughs) DJ, before this night was over, I learned that he had three ex-wives. What? And he was 42 years old. So. (laughs) Sorry, my face. It's gonna, it gets, sometimes people ask me if I think this was real, like, was this guy in some kind of acting class? Am I making this up when I talk about it? So just like buckle up. Um, So wife number one, um, they were married in college and they were only married for uh, like less than a year, I think. And the reason why they got divorced is because they only had sex nine times. 
and I know this. <laughs> wait, wait, so, oh, so was he complaining about her or was he just yeah, I mean, like, okay. This is all the, the stuff that came out over the course of this evening. Um, so she didn't work out. So wife number two, um, they were married for a number of years and he, um, she was the mother of his children. Um, but she was an alcoholic, bless her heart. Um, and that was the end, the reason for the end of the marriage. And so they had gotten divorced a year and a half ago. Remember there's three. Um, we'll get back to wife number two though. So wife number three had answered an ad on Craigslist to become the nanny to his children after the divorce. And so he drove to North Carolina to pick her up and he couldn't find her. She wasn't where she said she was going to be when, when he got to North Carolina. And so he drove around asking people like, where was she? And the reason why she wasn't where she said she was going to be was because she was in a homeless shelter. So he picked her up and he took her home and eventually he married her. Oh, wow. But she was an alcoholic too. (laughs) And the reason why she was an alcoholic is because she was self-medicating the fact that she had multiple personality disorder. Wow. But some of her personalities were really good and creative. And I reminded him of the good and creative personalities that he really enjoyed. And like, if only she'd been able to like exhibit those personalities more like, and wasn't it great that I reminded him of the best parts of her. (laughs) But inevitably, of course, that just was a relationship that was doomed in the situation like, like that. that. But he had definitely has a type. Cause you know, you know, we, we okay. So, uh, it, of course, like it had gone down in flames within the last year and a half. Wife number two drank herself to death. What? She had died on Sunday and we were out on a date on Friday. What? His mom was still at home taking care of his kids because she was there for the funeral. Oh, wow. Yo, he let all of this out on the first date. He just he just put his whole <laughs> he just gave you his whole life. You don't hear you don't hear men at least I don't. You don't hear men doing that. You'll, you'll hear women doing that and they're trying to give, I don't, I don't know. They're trying to make the person feel sorry, thinking that the man will eventually want to take care of them or what. I don't even know why women do it, but women are usually the culprit of doing that. And it's, I don't mean to sound stereotypical because I know it could be on both sides, but I, this is very rare and unheard of to me. And that's why I kept wondering, like, this is, this is a whole new level of cray that I have just never experienced before. And I kept wondering like, am I being punked or something? (laughs) This is the only date that I have ever like seriously considered going to the bathroom and not coming back. I mean, I know people do that or, you know, wishing that you have the, the red call, like, but I, and (laughs) 
So we, we got outside and I just, I always wish at the end of a first date that everybody would just say it was nice to meet you. So there's no pressure, you know, cause you don't know what experience the other person has had. And it just feels awkward to me. Yeah. <laughs> he scooped me up into a hug and then he was like, so am I going to see you again? Or is this one and done? He already knew. <laughs> was just like all I could do was laugh and say I think we should talk about it and I ran away (laughs) oh my god (laughs) oh yeah that one that one was the worst oh my did you ever talk to him again he sounded like he could be like a really good friend to somebody who's like really into like trying to figure people out and like a, a master puzzle like you're trying to put the pieces together like why are you this way like Oh, oh, wow. So you never talked to him again. So I'm assuming lesson number one for you is definitely not jumping in too quick on a first date. Like what, what did you learn from that? And then when you think back, were there any red flags during the, the conversation? Like, I know you said you guys didn't have too much conversation, but did he give, he didn't give nothing away, like at all? Like his profile looked normal? Totally normal. I, and the thing is, so I have plenty of crazy first date stories. That's that one, like I said, is, you know, beyond the beyond. But I, I ran into a friend of mine at a book club after I'd had a, another one of those kind of crazy first dates. Mm-hmm. And she just kind of laughed and she was like, Shannon, did you ever think about the fact that of all these crazy stories, you're the common denominator? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I really appreciated that. I think some of it is I am just a great storyteller. And so these things kind of find their way to me. But I've been thinking about all of this on a deeper spiritual level lately, because, you know, that film Groundhog Day. I've never seen it. So I've heard, I've heard of the film, but but tell me about it. Cause I know I'm going to tell you what I, what I was thinking too, like when it comes to me, cause I have some crazy stories as well. There's some I haven't even told on mine, but I know honestly, the people that we choose to go out with and date, sometimes it's, it's a reflection back on us, like in this weird way. Yeah. I don't know. That's what I've learned about myself. Like, as I try to go into self-discovery mode and figure out like, okay, why am I in this predicament with, the male species for me anyway, because that's what I like. And why do I always end up in crazy ass situations? Like, what is it about me? Because clearly I'm, I'm a common denominator somewhere, but yeah, go ahead about Groundhog Day. I've never seen the film. Well, it, it's about this guy who wakes up uh, and discovers he's stuck in the same day over and over again. Okay. And the, the film just continues in that fashion for a very long time. I think someone actually did the math on it and they figured out that uh, given all the things that happen in the film that he's probably stuck in this day for about 33 years. Um, and at first, like he, he, you know, he goes through moments of doubt of this can't be happening, of course. And then once he starts to settle into it, then he starts doing all this crazy stuff like robbing banks and killing himself and just doing anything he can think of to try to hyperlink out of the situation. Mm -hmm. And he also uses it to like sleep with his coworker and he, he, it's a journey of self-discovery. And once he does settle into the fact that this is his reality, he decides it's his opportunity for self-improvement. 
And so he starts learning a new language and learning piano and getting to know and love all of the people that are in this town that he's stuck in. Um, and I, I, I think a lot of people will compare uh, the pandemic to being stuck in Groundhog Day. Definitely I've heard it compared to the online dating situation. Mm-hmm. But when I started thinking about the, yes, it's repetitive and you feel like you, you're stuck in having the same conversation over and over again. But I think people forget that the real message of that story is that you're not going to be able to get unstuck until you figure out what it is that you're there to learn. That's a, that's a fact. I got to yeah. watch that movie. Like I said, I've heard different things about it and I've heard it's a great movie. Yeah. But I don't remember that particular message or maybe the way you, you framed it. I'm going to definitely check it out. Well, Groundhog Day is February 2nd. I actually watch the film every year on February 2nd. So your opportunity is coming up. Okay. Does it play anywhere on TV February 2nd or do you just... I don't have cable, so I just... Is it on Netflix? I think it's on Amazon. Yeah. Okay. I got Amazon. Okay. I'm going to check it out. Okay. Awesome. That was was good. Okay. Awesome. So let me ask you this. As far as, do you have any projects going on? Like, what do you have going on? that you would probably like to share with the audience. I know most people that I connect with on podcasting groups, they have either their own podcast or they have their own projects. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm not making any podcasts. Certainly I'd love to go back and, and make another one. I have a, an idea for one I'd love to make, but um, like I said, I am a storyteller and a story coach. So I go all over helping people tell their stories for personal and professional development. And uh, so I'm getting ready to launch a new project with the Georgia Council on Developmental Disabilities, where we're going to do a road show of drive-in theaters all throughout the state of Georgia. Um, And I'm really excited about that. Um, And then I'm also going back to Virginia Tech, uh, where I went to grad school to do work about food justice and, um, equity systems so okay that is awesome could you where could the audience find this information if they are interested yeah so my website is storymuse.net i'm on ig at story underscore muse and on facebook at story muse okay so i'm gonna also include those links in the show notes i want to thank you for coming on today Thank you. This is a wonderful opportunity. I love dreaming and telling crazy stories and hoping that one day my Groundhog Day will be over because I'll be in a a significant relationship with a lifelong dance partner. Look, it's coming. It's coming. We we are going to speak that today and every day for you because it's coming. Thank you. (laughs) And I want to thank all of the listeners for tuning in. And until next time. Thank you for tuning in to today's show. If you like this podcast, please download and subscribe. If there's anything you would like to talk about in regards to relationships or would like to be a guest on the show to speak on relationships or get advice, you can always connect via social media at Playing for Keeps or email DJ at info at P, the number four, K, dating.com. Thank you for tuning in and bye for now.